Well, kia ora and welcome to today's episode of Confessions of Entrepreneurs and Other Really Smart People. I'm really excited today we have Saya Latu with us. He is the co-founder and managing director of Trow Group. Kia ora, Saya. Uh, Malolele, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Why don't you just start um, by telling us just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your whanau or who you are. Kuhinga ko Saya Finau Latu, ko haumei... Ni tonga, ni kikolo ko ni tawa, kuku tamai ko vidami, watafehi latu, kufai kufau latu, kuku kau sisi tahe toko hiva, boku mau lofoi was oklanio kuku mari ka choli, mau tamai kita kau. Like I said, hey, thank you for having me. Is uh, my name is Saifino Latu. I am uh, one of the co-founders of the most amazing company, Tri-Group. Yeah. Uh, and um, look, I, I grew up in Tonga. I uh, came around when I was eight years old um, from a little town, a uh, small little town, uh, New Doha. Um, I came to New Zealand when I was eight. Um, I'm the youngest of nine. Oh, the baby. Does that mean you're spoiled? Uh, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that very much. Uh, I, I, I'm married to a, a beautiful, beautiful, uh, uh, Julie Latu is her name. It's 21 years. 21 wow, years. congratulations. I didn't realise how long that was. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, and we've got two kids. Uh, uh, Bella, she's 14. And uh, sometimes she sounds like she's 21. Uh, and my son is three years old. Oh, 14 and 3. How's yeah. those teenage years, bro? Treating you good? Uh, that's why i got to get out of here. Apparently I can't miss the netball game, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good, Dad. <laughs> be there to support yeah. your kids. <laughs> so I was read. I did do a little bit of reading about you. I read, um, Saya, that you actually left school quite early and got into the workforce. I'm keen to hear a little bit about uh, more around that, mm. why you left school early um, and get, got into the workforce so young, and what did you get into? Uh, you know, even... Today and it's probably talk a little bit more about it. Why I got into business? Um, and the Pacific families are still struggling. Yeah, uh, we're still leaving school uh, early to help the family, and that was one of the reasons why I left school. Uh, we we had to help the family out. Yeah, um, you know we you know like most uh, Pacific uh, um, you know, the parents do what they can. Um, to make ends meet, but uh, you know, it just wasn't enough. Um, so I left um, uh, with some school, Mangry College. I, I grew up in, in South MC. Auckland. <laughs> it was like hard. Um, I got. I tell everybody I got my degree early, so I left. Um, but oh, uh, you were one of those super brainy kids, eh? So hey, man, Sheldon I got, over got here. My degree after third for man. They asked me to leave, <laughs> um, but I really wanted to come back. And yeah, I, I look. I I started working at the you know, Auckland Airport. Oh yeah, all places. I I worked for United Cleaning, yep. washing trolleys, and you know it was a uh, you know um, there was one a lot of jobs. We did picking fruits, uh, fruit picking, uh, done it all. But one of the the ones uh, that I I think it's taught me a lot was working at the airport for um, United Cleaning. Yeah, yeah. What did you learn there? I learned about dealing with people. Yeah. Um, about you know, um there were so many different people coming in and out of the domestic terminal and sometimes I used to work at the 
the main airport. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, people helping people out. Uh, and I was, believe it or not, quite a shy person. <laughs> so, you know, and having talked to these foreigners, I was learning about them. And, you know, coming as, as a young young boy from Tonga, um, I didn't even understand there's like a bigger world out there. Yeah. Um, it has, you know, um, it was a it was a game changer for me personally. Um, and, and one of the other things as well, it it helped me because I left school. Um, you used to get like, uh, you know, I had no choice. Yeah. So kids would tease you as you're like, you know, you're 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 you know, you're pushing the trolley around and you know, coming to the airport. So I think resilience came quite young, you know early for me. Right, yeah. You know, I had to, um, yeah, you know, to almost like a complete different person to be able to go, okay, it's okay, you know, this is this is not gonna be there forever. And yeah, I think that's where some of the resilience started really early for me as a, as a, a young fella. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and you know, obviously went into all different things after that. Um, but I, I always look back and. and you know, I also jumping a little bit the gun a little bit here, but then twenty years later, I come back. Uh, I'm not sure, but trial group stands for Tiriu Wakato. So, well, as we know, Wakato Tanoi actually owns the airport. A lot of people don't know that yeah. the thing is Wakato Tanoi. So for me, it was like a almost like a, one of those moments. Full circle moment. Yeah, it was like I, it was uh, quite. Um, Honoured, I think. Uh, yeah. I sit on the Tiru board, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like a, quite a a journey. You know, you go from pushing oh. trolleys to come back and and sit on the, a very humble uh, board of, of Tiru Waikato. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you brushed over a whole lot there because to set the scene really well, I'm imagining your parents migrated here from Tonga, not speaking yep. English, so that would immediately limit the jobs that would have been available to them. Um, and then they've got, did you say you're the youngest of nine? So and, the, and the best looking one as well. So, <laughs> so, that's, so. Yet, that's yet to be confirmed. <laughs> we haven't confirmed that. But um, so you're the youngest, so they've got nine children. I mean, it's easy for people to be judgmental about kids leaving school early to mm. support the whanau, but it's quite a natural um, progression. And so you are also a 14, 14 year old. Is that how old you were when you left school? Uh, yeah, just going on 14 years, which is... So I'm s- guessing yeah. English was also your second language. It, it was. I had to get help. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, it was challenging times. So yeah. you were a young 14-year-old boy yeah. trying to grapple with a whole new culture, new language, and then you're just shoved into the workforce. That would have been quite a sharp learning. I can imagine yeah. quite a bit of resilience would have come out of that. Um, it's a familiar story. My husband, also Tongan... Um, was kind of he didn't leave at fourteen. The, I think the guidance counselor suggested it would be a good idea for him to move into something else like building, because the academic system just wasn't made for somebody like him. That's all. Um, so I know we're jumping the gun. We're like twenty twenty one years or twenty years ahead. Now mm. you've you've founded Trow Group, which is incredible. Like you've gone from being a high school dropout, for lack of a better term, to now a co-founder and a managing director. Tell us a little bit about um, Trail Group and what you actually do. Yeah, so just going a little bit back, I, I had other companies. Um, before that, I started off as SFR Consulting um, and then I bought a few other companies along the way. 
just to, I never wanted to be a business person. Yeah. <laughs> I never wanted to own businesses. Um, but I saw the struggle that my family, and as you mentioned, it was hard to get a, a, into good jobs. We're mm. all factory workers, uh, fruit pickers, and it's still happening today. Really hard workers. You know? Yeah. But, you know, but we couldn't get ahead, yeah. meaning it's a lack of opportunities that was given to us. So, you know, people will say, oh, hey, mate, what made you start that business? No, man, I just wanted to get my family into working, get paid well, uh, and, and create, you know, that kind of intergenerational wealth. Yeah. Um, that's how I started. It wasn't to wake up one day, I want to be a business person. I was like, hey, man, how do I get my brother into a job that, you know, he's working his, his butt off at the freezing works, you know, top hat back in those days, you know, and I was still young. Um, and I was like, man, you know, he's, he's been working there for 10 odd years, still on the floor, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff, it drives me to find ways um, of, of trying to push forward. Uh, you know, we, I always say, you know, it was okay back in the 70s, the 80s when we came to pick fruit, say, and, you know, we haven't got given any other opportunity. Yeah. But if you want some good workers and experience, you got to, Philippines, right? Right. We don't go to the islands where we've been here helping New Zealand grow. Mm. You know, we are actually good at other things apart from just picking fruits. So that kind of um, drove me. And, and so I, I got other businesses involved. And then I came across a, um, a good man, uh, really humbled. And probably, the you know, he'd take a bullet from me. I would take a bullet from Joe Wagner, a big, yeah. big guy, you know. Seen, we all seen him on the rugby fields. So he came back from the UK, but I already had a few businesses already. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we, we caught up and we talked. And his wife and, and my wife, they used to go to school together. We got drunk at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were standing there and said, hey, man, how was the UK, man? It's like, oh, good. And it's like, you know, six foot eight. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I had a few shots. And I'm like, Chris, see him, man. He's looking down. <laughs> He looks like he's still sober. Um, but, you know, we, we, we talked, eh? And, and and then one thing led to another. And he, what I liked about, uh, actually liked, loved about Joe, he's, he's straight up. Yep. His heart is, is bigger. You know, people say he's a big Joe because he's got a big heart, right? Yeah. And he wanted to do things for his, you know, he had a mentoring, you know, background that he wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, and then we got together, started talking, and I said, hey, Hey, bro, I've got this uh, machine business that, you know, because I was in the machinery business. Yep. And I started my own and, and I was consulting a bit. Hey, you know, you want to come in and help, you know, help me out and work with me? Uh, but I had other business business partners. Yep. Which happens to be Park. Yeah, I'm not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as you learn, that they, they think differently. Nothing wrong with that, but, yep. uh, yeah. That's just truth, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Joe and I... Um, Started out and then we eventually um, uh, yeah, started the business. It was a machinery business. And then I ran into a, another good man, uh, Tawara Nikau. Yep. Oh, gee, that fella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, again, over a beer. It's like everything is, happens at the a beer, <laughs> eh? You know, at the pub, eh? I was like, man, um, you know. We had a couple of beers at the pub. Uh, he was speaking at the nines, I think, when it started in Auckland. Right. And, and then, uh, yeah, one thing led to another. He goes, hey, bro, come down to the Waikato, bro. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet, bro. 
I thought we were going to go lease some machines to the guy. Good night, yep. we had a machine business. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and he's like, oh, yeah, bro, come in. And uh, I was actually getting, like, an interview process. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then next thing, you know, next thing I know, I was like, oh, yeah, bro, now nah, you're going to, you know, I sit on, on here, bro, and join the board. And it was to do. Um, I was humbled. I like me up today, you know, I get goosebumps when I think about um, having to sit with, uh, with Tereo Waikato. It was, it was sixteen marais. Yeah. Uh, so it's all the marae down yeah, in the Waikato. Yeah, so. yeah, and you know, sixteen is the largest marais, you know, and uh, Tuiranga Wawa has to be one of them. But, um, but um, yeah, it, it was a, and that's how trial kind of started. Right. Uh, yeah, and then so we merge all the businesses. Uh, one of them, Joanna, we owned it was a machine lease, and then I had a few others, and then we merged them all together. And I, I, I called it Trial Group. Um, so how many businesses make up gr- the group? Uh, it used to be five. Yeah. Now just one. So we all mer- it, we're kind of ah, okay. merging it all uh, together. Yeah. Um, and when Trial came about, it was the same. So it's the same concept that I started when I wanted to help my family get into the business. Right. Uh, it was the same same principle. I wanted to get um, down to the work at a, you know. Wakata Tanui was worth six billion dollars, and yeah, you know, <laughs> at the time, and earning all these massive assets down there, eh, you know, and it was like they had the, the go bars, they have like you know, obviously at the airport, they got the you know, all these assets, eh, and they then got um, uh, the um, then they were building a, a, a massive port down there, um, and they didn't have any workforce. They, I mean, they they had a workforce, right, but they don't have a business is such a they can all feed into right yeah it was always Fletcher's or Fulton Hogan the big guys yeah and they had uh, yeah sorry the Rorokura development and that's how Trial Group was, was, was founded uh, um, they had a uh, the motorway going through there right yeah they didn't have any business actual business they can all go into and then get straight into it yeah. so Trial Group was born so, um, I just want to quickly get back up a little bit. Yep. When did you start your first business, and what was that? Uh, I was uh, eighteen. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a doorman, believe it or not. Yeah, that's how I met my wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, she checked me out. I, looked, I was checking other checks, and then you know, <laughs> look, you know, <laughs> as doormans do, she what, couldn't resist you. <laughs> I was like, hey, wait there, get in line. Um, but no, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I started as a doorman. Um, I used to go to the gym, we used to be Clive Greens over here. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I lived in Aotearoa. My sister still lives here. Um, about to head over there today. Um, yeah, and, and I went to Clive Greens. And I met these really cool you know, dudes, you know, bigger and, yeah. uh, you know, um, Pacifica. And then, uh, yeah, I, I got into to uh, enjoying the gym. Sorry, let me go back a little bit. Yeah, Before yeah. I went to there, it was Sully. I don't know if Sally Paya. Paya, yes. Kapi sits on that. I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go back a bit. <laughs> so I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of trouble. Uh and then the police took me to um yeah, well Sally way back in uh, and um Sally Paya is like a yeah. South Auckland like yeah. 
I don't know, pillar. He's a pillar of the South. Pioneer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So he made it. He was making those weights back then, eh? From the three guys uh, down in Otara. Right. And then, uh, and then, you know, where he had his uh, little shop when he first started from home, he had a little shop down at uh, Love Grove. Yep. And there was like a little bridge that goes on the other side. And everyone used to dump their trolleys there, you know? Right. And uh, so, so they decided to bring, get the trolley, fish it out, and take it back to three guys. Or. Um, if they can't, he he turns it into pulleys for the gym. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then when anyway, he started, he was when he was starting that, and uh, yeah, I was was quite young, and then uh, as you as you do, I think um, the crowd you follow, and then um, it's it set me on a different path once again. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, so I met Sally and started doing um, the weight stuff, and I enjoyed it so much. I, I took it on. Um, is you know your brother-in-law was one of them way back then. Um, Stan, you know, was one oh, of the. Okay. Um, you know, he was just a, he was like a freak. You know, everyone was like, "Whoa!" So everyone would be like, "Stan." Stan the man. Stan the man. They call him. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, and so from there, I wanted to carry it on. Uh, one of those learning again. It, it um, I didn't I didn't drink, I didn't smoke. Well, back then I sort of never smoked. I uh, didn't do drugs. Yeah, I tried it, but I never. No, I'm not a. I'm. Uh, that that's what Sully in the gym did for me. Yeah, it was, right. Um, I wanted to compete. I wanted to be like the stand of the. You know, yeah. Be, and there was commitment there of you know dedication. They died. So it's kind of taught you some really good uh, discipline. Yeah, yeah. It's almost discipline. Um, because yeah, I mean. My father, as much as I love my father, rest in peace, he passed away a couple of years ago. He was never around because my mother passed away when I was eight. That's why we right. came to New Zealand. Yeah. Breast cancer. So at eight years old, this is Tamil boy and my dad, is, he had a lot of love to give, apparently, yeah. yeah. So he was out on the path. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, he had a lot of love. Dad had a lot of love, you know. It's just like, you know. He was just so, sharing you know, it around so with everyone, was he? He just had a lot of love to give, eh? And uh, so he wasn't, you know. Uh, there was at the fight cover, you know. He was a lot at church stuff, so yeah, I was, I was roaming around. So <laughs> anyway, and then um, yeah, you know, I think I found the, the the German stuff to be my sanctuary. Yeah, you know, that's where I felt like I belong. Discipline was definitely one of them. Yeah, it kept me away from you know. I didn't want to go hang out with people at the park or anything like that. I just wanted to, you know, at a young age, you know. That's yeah, in a Again, I think the work ethics came from that as well. Yeah. So, um, Stan, if you're listening, you're one of those idols. Eh? <laughs> Stan, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, he and many others, it was Sifa Muffy. And then that's how the doorman came about. Right, yeah. Um, because these guys sort of you know, work on the doors because they're quite big. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, because I already sort of had a knack of working at the, the airport dealing with people. Yeah. When it came to the doors, I started dealing with more people. Yeah. But I learned that you don't have to beat people up at the door. <laughs> you can talk to them. <laughs> We're on the other side of the doors. Eh? It's like, you know, people are getting knocked out. I was going, holy, holy. Well, you know, it's easy, man. And uh, I met more people. Yeah. And this time, more business people. Right. You know, at, at some of the bars back then, eh, they were very corporate. Uh, you know, wanted to come out, you know. Um, yeah. It, it was, it was, that was one of my first, first businesses being a doorman. So, okay, and then you, so you obviously had it in UA, that desire, like you said, to find better jobs for your family or 
I listened to something that that you said actually it really resonated with me and you said that you didn't get into business because you wanted to be a businessman you were actually just passionate about helping your family and your people and that's it I think you know and, and you know Mel I always say even to today um, staff and people that worked with us if you go looking for money you never find it the reason I say that because you're Never understand it because you always want more. Yeah, I believe business is something that you look for a solution. Everything else falls into place. Yeah, whether you get paid thirty dollars, fifty dollars, a thousand dollars, million dollars, you never be happy. Mm. You think you're gonna be happy once you get that million dollars, but I guarantee you won't. Yeah, because you always want more than that. It's great to want more, more of something that's meaningful. Yeah, then the money will follow it. Yeah, you know, and that's what I learned. You know, I. I've you know, scribe my man's have been down and out, <laughs> struggling. Eh? You know, <laughs> I was just described. Are you just trying to bust out <laughs> a rap on here or what? Scribe, <laughs> hit me up if you're going back to the music business. Um, yeah, you know, you're always down and out and struggling, but those are the moments say, that makes you, you know, strong. Yeah. You know, yeah. people are like, oh man, I've made so many mistakes. No, you learned. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of learning, you know, and, you know, and these days people want to, to be the next um, t- Tesla guy, you know, the, the next Facebook guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's too many social media, you know, they think that, oh, man, I just, I'm going to crack it, eh? Even my daughter thinks that she's going to be wealthy Instagram. <laughs> I was like, girl, you can you some bloody education, eh? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, no, not that. I'm, I'm all right. I'm just going to be an Instagram star. <laughs> An influencer. Oh, an influencer. I mean, yeah. how many influencers do we know that are living off it? But, um... Yeah, there was change, you know. Yeah, and and, and yeah, that's how I see business. Some other people will see it differently. Yeah, um, but yeah. So there's no escaping the hard money, is what you're saying, eh? It, it comes with it comes with hard work, right? As uh, uh, yourself and your husband, right? You know, you got it's the work that you put into it. Uh, what it gets it comes out. But um, if I take it back, my trial was destined to be sold back. To the iwi, that right, was okay. Yeah, because when I when I created it, I was fifty one shareholder. Yep, they were forty nine. Yep, that's I created. So created it so they can have something like a Fulton Hogan. Yep, so they have their own Fulton Hogan. It started from from nothing, right? To do all their own sort of marae infrastructure it? work and yeah, down you know, yeah, me and Royal Crow, they're spending twenty billion over five four years. Wow, no, twenty Royal billion. Crow, twenty, sorry, sorry, sorry. Twenty uh twenty years of sending five billion, sorry. Oh yep. 20, yep. Yeah, so um but they have to use Fulton Hogan and, yeah. and, and other other which is you know, great, but what if you have your own? Yeah. Then you can filter your own uh, you know, businesses of that you can control your own, you know, uh businesses that you can bring them up. You know, what couldn't why couldn't you do that? That's yeah. how trial was gonna be destined for. Um 2016, things changed for me. My, my brother passed away. He had a car accident not far from here. Um, any, any, and um, was one of the you know uh, reasons why uh, I've, I've changed a lot. I've yeah. learned more about myself because um, as I was um, developing and going through the the changes of, of you know uh, finding ways to, to uh, more opportunities, I lost time. Right. You know, yes. so something that uh, I could never understand, you know, 
when I was a young fella, mm-hmm. that time is precious. That until something is gone, you don't realize that until yeah. you can't you can't get it. So, and then my wife and I at the same time, um, my wife and I lost. You know, she was she was happy and, and lost a, a, a first son. Oh, that was yeah. a big gap between my son now and my daughter. Right. Um, so it, it was a, a big change, and then I changed the way trial grip. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've asked the board uh, to do if if I could um, take back the, the the business and and do something with it. You know, so and that's how it is today. So yep. it wasn't driven to be the way it is today. It yep. was driven to give back to the uh, to the iwi, um, their own business. Yeah. And create uh, this that you know real circular economy, intergenerational change, yeah. And then now, you know, when that happened, um, it was I was you know I could talk about it now. I couldn't talk about it back then, right? Uh, but I went. I actually went to get some help. Yeah, you know where a lot of uh, islanders they know we'd be like, oh, be all right, man. <laughs> Too tough. Oh man. man. Oh, I don't let that here. I feel <laughs> nah, I'm I'm all good. It was, um, but I think sometimes we gotta take stock and and you know, and heal. Yeah. So I went to Tonga for 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 a bit, um, and then I realised that, um, you know, there's um, the infrastructure in Tonga. It's always been what it is for us, as long as I I've, I'm been alive. Um, yeah, and, and the ideas came to me of how um, how can I help? Yeah. That's what I thought I was doing. Eh? How can I help them? Yeah. But it wasn't. The other way. It's the other way around. So <laughs> how can they help me by doing something that feels good? And then also, before I get, got broke, because, you know, I was going for a transition. I took everything and I said to my wife, you know, two things I want to do. One, I want to blame God and get pissed and blame the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> or two, I could do something extraordinary. Uh, and that's what I did. Yeah. Two. So... A lot of people don't understand the way I am now is driven by that. Yeah. Not driven by money. And I don't take BS from anybody, nor government, nor council, because I'm driven by different, by pain. And and pain sometimes takes you to places that you've never been before. Eh? Yeah. And then that place is, for me at the moment, it's my my healing. Every time I do something, eh, you know, it's, it's a healing. And to other people, it might be like, man, that guy's on, you know. He's like, man, that guy on. Because <laughs> like, it's so straight up, you know. Yeah. Because I realize time is it's against all of us. Yeah. We don't know how much time we have. You know, we we can. You know, it's such a cliche. I can walk hit by a bus. That is actually true. Yeah. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah. So and it happened to me. So yeah. So I had to change it, and then now with the development, I met a lot of great people. I researched about the waste sector. Yep. Um, and, and found out that there's this big problem in New Zealand and happens to be uh, construction waste. So, But I started taking furniture uh, from this place, <laughs> that place. Yeah. <laughs> that was how I first started. And I did it for free, by the way. Um, so what did you do? You took furniture? And yeah, yeah. So whenever uh, council, I learned that council used to take these big companies like Crown and that. Yeah. They used to just throw in the bin, eh? furniture, you know, all this nice furniture you got here. So I decided to um, take it to Tonga and, and, you know, give it away. Then I realised, oh, 
Sure, I gotta pay for the freight. <laughs> so, like, so you did this all off your own back. So you yeah. had to get a container, yeah. and get it all yep. over there, gather yeah. it all up here. Yeah, you know, and there uh, would have co- been some costs. Oh man, then, yeah. I started, then I started, then I started doing. Let's say, right? <laughs> the, the haka. Yeah, I said, oh bro, uh, can I pay you to release for the freight to the United you know, Tower? That's how the whole, you know, I need to turn into a business. Yeah, that it, um. That's, is that more giving. the deconstruction side, is it? Yeah, but it's still with the furniture as well. Right, yeah. Then I started thinking about designing waste. So it was a solution for for you know, for, for taxpayers, really. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, and, and Tonga wasn't. Again, we're not going to help Tonga. Now we're going to the Pacific. Yeah. They're helping us by redistributing our, you know, our, waste. our waste. So when we say waste, we're talking about. Stuff, yeah. I've seen the good stuff that. Ca- no, well, when yeah. we first opened this, we took anything we could get from council at the yeah. time. I mean, we've refurbished now, but there was a lot to choose from. There was a lot of furniture, and we're still doing it today. We have mm. containers, so we we're about to open in Samoa. Um, COVID set us back. Yeah. Um, Joe and I, uh, hopefully, um, in June we'll, we'll head back to Samoa, but we'll Samoa and, and so forth. So um, now we're designing. When we say waste, you know, it's not. Yes, know, just that's how easy. <laughs> so we're designing. It's actually excess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, we um, we're designing it and making uh, you know affordable houses out of it, and selling materials as well, you know, to be sustainable. Yeah. Um. So in Tonga, for example, at the moment here, you can walk down the street and then buy yourself a door for fifty dollars, or where yep. you have to ship it from here because the material is so good. It's better than the brand new material that we get from. Not gonna say it, but China yeah. <laughs> that we get from China. So yeah, it it it's working, and I've got amazing people in Tonga that's running it. Been here in Malaya, so it's, it's taken five years to get it up and running. To get it up and running, yep. And then now it's just you know more and more. So, um, doing taking furniture is one thing. Yes. Making it bigger and taking it as uh, you know scale. Yeah. Is what government looks for c- contracts. So I had to work out how to scale it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so in Tonga, Samoa, um, and, and so forth. So yeah, it has been a interesting transition. <laughs> yeah, you're the king of deconstruction, which is so cool. Like you said, they're actually helping us by taking and reducing our yeah. construction waste. Yeah. See, people think that we're taking rubbish to the Pacific. Yeah. No, that's not the case. Yes. So everything we it's fought out. Um, we have designers, so we don't send anything that's that's um, uh, in the building game here is uh, a chemical, you know, uh, cheddar yep, timber yep. and even that. Mm-hmm. But people love taking, you know, cheddar timber because it lasts longer. I think that's a little bit of a myth because, yeah, it can, but how do you, <laughs> what do you do with it? When it needs to break down. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so there's a lot of thinking, a lot of designing for many years and a lot of people help. Uh, one awesome designer, his his his. Helped us a lot, um, and I think he's part of us as well. Uh, it's been, um, um, oh God, his name escapes me. He's a designer, uh, architect. Yeah. Um, from Otara. Mao. No. Mao. 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 Mao architect. That's uh, from Mao Studios. Yes. So um, Mao. Um, I know he's. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so my mind is going blank here. So they both helped us uh, design a fale, child fale. So. And we've been working together on that. So they've been amazing. Um, and, yeah, and also now we're looking at designing furniture out of it. So when we say furniture, so the feature of what we want to do, we want to export from the Pacific yeah. to Asia. 
Oh, you're yeah. turning the so tables. We are, uh, you know, it's 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 a lot bigger than what people, because you need to have, um, yeah, w- you know, end user for everything, eh? Yep. And everyone always said that, oh, you know, hey man, you guys are crazy. That'll never work. We're still here. Yeah. We're still pushing through, on. you know, um, and and yeah, and exciting times. How many guys do you employ? Or how many, not guys, how many people do you employ? You know, I have 50 50 women at the moment. I think it'll be almost 60 uh, women. Yeah. So it, it. it's something that I um, I was raised by a woman. Yeah. My sister raised me. Uh, my, my mom passed away, I was eight. So having a woman in, in, the, in, the, in my business was always a, you know, something that I wanted to do. But yeah, at the moment we're thirty. Once upon a time, we had hundreds. Yeah. Um. Then we had subcontractors. So right. now we use a lot of subcontractors and grow. Uh, we worked a lot with the the Southern Initiative plus Pacific Business Trust over the years yep. to redesign it and re um try to better what you know what we're thinking of doing and you know, try to try to get the help that we needed. Yeah. Uh, to drive molding Pacific businesses. Uh, to do exactly that, you know, if, you know people, you know, uh, I if I think back, a eh, Al King once said, "Oh, I've got guy, my sivai ilo." My people are, are disappearing because of lack of knowledge. You know, that's what the king said. And yeah. so, the boy lucky, and and he, I didn't understand the grasp it. It's knowledge. It's, it's us understanding um, how things are done. Eh, mm. you know, you know, while we're um, down there in you know, Pacific Maori, we're all fighting over scraps. When I realise they're so quiet up there, eh? Because there's a reason for that. Yeah. They yeah. don't want any of us to be up there, you know? So I try and, and push through the uh, Pacific Business Trust and um, uh, the Southern Initiative. Yeah. When they first started, is, is to to change that. Yeah. You know, to try and change that. Um, and I'm very blessed at the moment. And there's a few others. Um, I get to sit in some of those those tables. There's only that we're the only brown fella. Yep. Um, and I said to you know, I said to Joe one day, one day, when we come to sit, and I tell that to our people. You know, it's not, we want you to sit on these tables because that's it's free business that we we're gonna be poverty. Yep. Yeah. No hugs and kisses. I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not <laughs> <laughs> hugs and kisses. Not gonna change our people. Yeah. To get out of poverty, we need to have more modern Pacific businesses. Yeah. And it's the only way because we look after our own. A hundred percent agree with you. you know? And I feel like this is a really good segue into um, talking about supplier diversity, social procurement, mm-hmm. terms that get, you know, bandied around a lot. Um you know, yeah. but tell me a little bit about your thoughts on these because you guys have been poster boys for Amotai and Hewaka Ekanoa around supplier diversity and social procurement. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know, we we needed to have a poster boy. You know, it's whether it's a poster boy or someone just driving it. We were driving our own back. You know, yeah, we were taking the risk. We we're taking. Uh, and, and others as well um, to to get this through to get the money done because that they're not the ones that that got a mortgage on on the line or yeah. they're not the ones that that's got uh, they're not sleeping you know um, 
So we worked together, but they were with government. Yeah. But we were working together as government, working with businesses. Yeah. To get more necessary businesses. And we can talk about supply diversity and percentages, but how many are in their table, as I was talking about before? Not many. If any. <laughs> How many but dudes? Roll like this. <laughs> that's a little in-joke. <laughs> little in-joke. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, there's not many, you know. And and that's why we keep going, you know. And there's, there's a few other Māori boys, and Nate, and he was talking about it. And he's, we, one thing that we, as Māori Pacific, eh, we need to help each other, pump yeah. each other up, eh. Because the more of us, that's what the changes are. It's not government. It's not... You know, they, they, you know, it's nice to get paid the 40 hours. And I don't mean some disrespect to anybody. I hear what you're saying. But mm-hmm. when you're a business, there's no such thing as 40 hours. Yeah. It's, it's, you're risking your, your family, you're risking your, you know, your livelihood, mm-hmm. everything uh, to drive that, you know. So, yes, it's, it's great that they have these percentages, but it's a start. It's a start for yeah. our people. Yeah. You know, we, we, we don't, we don't need to be, and, and I, uh, at times, if people, if people hear this, they don't like it, but the council people or councillors or you know, our own people that um, are fighting for us, you know, they stand there and fight to get free food and everything, but we can feed ourselves. Mm. Give us the opportunity. We can feed ourselves. It's exactly what you said. It's you know? I s- and I totally agree with you. There's too many mm. people fighting for scraps when there's so much more to be had. I read um, somewhere that they want to increase, government wants to increase the infrastructure work that they give to Māori and Pacific businesses to something like 5%, does that sound right, of all infrastructure contracts? I think I read somewhere that we're not even at 2% of those big infrastructure contracts going to Māori and uh, Pacific businesses. So there's like a 3% gap, which we have the likes of Amortai, am I right? That sort of, and Pacific Business Trust that are trying to build the capability, especially in the construction industry, of these businesses to f- to take on, to be capable, ready to take on those larger government procured jobs, right? But it's, do you think it's working? Hey, look, yes and no. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, uh, it, it, it's getting us to a place where businesses are, big companies yep. are saying, oh, we have to do this. And it's becoming a policy. Yes, yes, you know? policy. So, so that policy, so that help, that, that's a yes. So that's a big bonus yep. you know, on that side. But how many businesses? That's that's the, that's the problem. Yeah. Because we're driven by numbers, not success. Yes. You know, that's the difference. Eh? you got a policy. Are you driven by numbers, you know, not success. Eh? There's so big def- pieces of funnel missing in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the success mm. is is what we need, not 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 the numbers. Yeah. Because the success will grow numbers, not the numbers. So, you know, when I say numbers, it's like, hey, how many uh oh, we got no oh, fifty Maldives and uh, fifty islanders yeah. businesses and that's numbers driven, eh? Yeah. When you can say that that Maori business, you know, man, they got Doing well, that you know, the Pacific business is doing well. That drives itself. Then you need more of those. Yeah. And I get probably people be hearing, listening here from whether it's government or because oh yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Are you? Yeah. Or are you just connecting as a dating app? Eh? We yeah. don't want dating apps. No. Got enough dating apps around there. No um, construction <laughs> Tinder going on over <laughs> here. Yeah, exactly. So we we need to have more. 
robust, uh, you know, ideas. Our people, Maori and Pacifica, are natural entrepreneurs. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> We're born entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, you don't have to tell us. Um, you know, it's, uh, I always said to our people, like, hey, man, it's lovely to come to, you know, because we, we have, we, you know, we have transition now. We have a, a division that comes in. So we build like a village at our yard. Yeah. <laughs> we build <laughs> a, literally a village, eh, you know. And we say, hey, so we're trying to make it cheaper and get them to understand that you're wealthier back at home because milk and honey is expensive. Yes. Milk and honey is expensive because rent is expensive. Mm-hmm. Land is expensive. But if you can go back to Tonga, Samoa, or Fiji, you come in, you're like catching a bus, eh? Yeah. Come on, bro, and did some work in, and then you know, piss off back home. You know, <laughs> you got money, yeah, you got the rent, you don't charge them, you know, and then they it's, it's sustainable, yeah, that way. Uh, and the training, so whether you live here, you're paying what 650 or whatever rent, even South Auckland rent is crazy, it's crazy, yeah. So, that one wage for somebody actually just to cover, just to cover the somewhere to live, yeah, somewhere yeah. to live, yeah. So, you know. Um, yeah, when I when I see you know these policies, I say that's great, but mate, we are lacking opportunities. Not, not, you know, yeah. Like I said, we don't need hugs and kisses, mate. Look, we're entrepreneurs ourselves. We just need the opportunity. And people say, well, yeah, we are trying to get you to the opportunity. But saying that you're taking us there is one thing, but we need to understand. Maybe we're there. What are they expecting, eh? Yeah. Uh, I said on. Uh, this might be jumping around, but I said on something five, six years ago about doctors and nurses and in Middlemore Hospital, right? Right. So, because Joe was being around in, in, in the mentoring, do you know there's only less than 5% of Maori Pacifica doctors in there? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And this area is full of. Loaded with. <laughs> it's probably 99.9% of Maori Pacifica, yeah. right? Across Aotearoa. And we've got 5% of you know, modern Pacific mm. doctors. And but they make things so hard for us, eh? Well, their processes are different. Yeah. Even yeah. like you yeah. you mentioned yeah. something before around, you know, circular economy. And that's like what that, is that resonates <laughs> with us because that's, you know, you're exactly what is it, right? Mm. You're earning, you're giving, it's, it's going around. Um what I found in our mahi that we do, it's hard to fit into those spaces, you know, where they're, they're very Pākehā-fired and it's not how our people learn. We don't mm. learn in the classroom looking at one person. Mm. We learn in literally like a circular, communicative um, environment. Because, yeah. you know, people say entrepreneur. I don't even know what an entrepreneur was. I just somebody explained it to me. <laughs> like, I struggle to uh, spell it. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me to spell it. Um, but no, that's why we are. You know, Māori Pacifica, oh, it's natural. Mm. It's, you know, there's <laughs> people like James Cook and they came in a piece of paper and tell us to write your name and they're right. And then, uh, then they created the rules. <laughs> but uh, we already, already, you know, we, yeah, like I said, circular economy should be paid. Mm. You know, that should give you percentages, right? When you look at contracts, because I see people doing all these awesome, um, getting, Courses or, or whatever, yeah. and you see all over social media. Oh, you know, they're learning about procurement and all that. Eh? I was like, that's great, but how are they ready for the real world? Where mm. don't understand that, you know. And I, and I use that term, but it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, 
um, oh, you need to help, you know, everybody. When it when, when in the real world, when it goes to you know, procurement and social procurement, right? Yeah. I know that there's a lot of uh, people are trying to change at the moment, but you're training up people to fail, but to explaining it to them, eh? Yeah. When you're going through these pakia driven things, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, you need to have this, you need to have that, you need to have this. Yeah. But yet, some of my people have been 20, 30 years, been doing that, bro. You need a piece of paper. But when it gets to circular economy, you need to pay for that. Yeah. You know, so you, you know, you, your business might be, you know, taking on, you know, five or s- 10 staff, right? Yeah. So you're feeding, let's chop of that, like 30 families, or, yeah. you know, then there's how many kids is that? You know, so that's a circular economy, my thing. It goes around. and. But then when you go into the, the terms of social procurement and all that here, yeah. Then I put that consideration. So when you go in the tender, you need to understand what a social procurement is and explain that. And then, is it a value? If it's not a value, then then don't worry. Put it to the side until they put it as a value. Yeah. You know? Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, you're tendering on that value and they're paying for it, but they're not paying you for that. Yeah. So there's no percentages on those um, procurement panels that pays you for that value. Do you think we're doing all right here in Aotearoa around social, uh, sorry, around um, supplier diversity? No. We've got a long way to go, eh? We've got a massive long way to go. What yeah, do you uh, reckon the biggest challenges in that space? Uh, we need to replace a lot of people that's been around for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just being real here, you know. we. I love it. <coughs> we need some new, you know, fresh ideas. Yeah. We need some young ones to come through and... um. Uh, we know, I always say, old dogs, old tricks. Yeah. Because I see a lot of construction, you know, I go to Whāraki, I go to Amotai, to mm. those networking events, and I'm seeing a lot mm. of Māori and Pacific construction businesses. But <coughs> their their capability might be here, and they need to have capability up here to reach any sort. I mean, everyone knows to yeah. get even step foot into a government building holding a contract. You you got to have a swath full of paperwork before you can yeah. even step into the door. Our people aren't wired to make sure that we've ticked this box, tick that box. So, yeah. there's a real shortfall in capability. That's what I'm seeing, and there's a lot of pieces missing in the tunnel. You know, if you look at we talk about paperwork, okay, it's about safety there, say, so yeah, right? Mm. Um, but you look at the big companies that help people get to Kyoto, those are the big companies owned by. Well, you. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know they and have whole teams that procure jobs. It, like exactly. So it's not help people. So we're, we're, we're just, we're just making it harder for us. Mm. So that challenges are for us. Yeah, we need new and innovative people. Yeah. We need to have, give it of the old and, and of the new. Yeah. And then, uh, people fresh ideas and, um, you know, we need to have, we need to restore our mana, right? Aye. You know, because we, we, we've lost, and then the people that's been around for, as long as I can remember, yeah, when I was right. at school, they're still around. Have you seen any changes? I'm struggling to. I mean, it's really cool to sit yep. back and watch you guys doing yep. super well. I'm really enjoying uh, that, but it'd be cool to yep. see more of us, eh? And that's it, you know, we what what I mean by that is some people that's in power I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And our local boards and our boards and you know, they stand up for our people, they Board say. Counselors. So, you know, now and then you see them open up a park and new swings. Cool. <laughs> awesome, bro. Well the new yeah. mayor just fully cut the economic development 
yeah. like budget for Auckland. So there goes yeah. a whole like yeah. quite a few billion dollars that was yeah. going to be invested into small businesses now gone to paying off debt. So there's no value in that micro economy. And, and that's what I was saying before about mm. the procurement, right? Mm. Why go for social, saying we've got a social procurement space, Yeah. and just see the mayor just cutting off like that. So you know there's no value in it. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, we need to teach our people that, uh, and that's why these, these awesome, that, you know, look, I'm not saying some of their work is not good, but they've got to be honours. It's about success, not, Numbers, eh? Yeah. When they do these courses for our people about procurement and, you know, like I say, look, if we are good and understand procurement and understand how things work in business, yeah, we can solve the health issues, drugs and alcohol. Some people probably say, no, so they're not going to work here. Mm. Of course they will. Yeah. Why is that? Because our people take control of their own life. Yeah. Not give it to somebody else to tell them what to do. And that gives them money. Their money back. Yeah. We need their money back. Yeah. Because we're too much relying on people, other people, to give you your money. In a way that's not intrinsic no. to who we are as people. Yeah. We, lo- we lost our way. Yeah. We lost, you know, for, and, and I'll say this as a Pacifica, I lost my way. Yeah. You know, because I got into the Balangi way of things and um, and how the world works. Eh? Yeah. But the world's not a very lovely place. And it I took quite a shocking. Yeah time for you to realize yeah. that yeah so you know i i sit on uh a number of boards now yeah um and, and you know it's no you know I, I sit on the one of them is is what i believe in my first pacifica it's the, in the uh, environmental board yeah um i'm sitting there to make changes um not just for the environment for our people to say we can sit on those boards as well we can make decisions yeah you know i'm not sitting there to warm their seats yeah, because I don't, you know, I you don't, don't got time, bro. I, I don't have, and I and I said <laughs> to them, and and they're great board. Uh, we have good corridor, and then you know, um, agree to disagree, and then when we leave there, we'll have a, you know, we we'll have a, uh, you know, a karakia, then we we leave, and that's it. Yeah, that's how things work, eh? Yeah, we don't yeah. do that anymore these days, eh? Yeah. you know, it's like you know, you you your uncle, and then we still fight. Ten years later, <laughs> yeah, <about laughs> the same thing. Like, bro, let it go, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, ten like, years ago. Yeah, bro, let it go, bro. So yeah, we do need a big change, and you know, and, and like I said, as much as look, you know, I believe in in God. Yeah. Every day, I, I pr- you know, every night, I, I you know, I pray with my son and my family. I you know, blessed you know, but I don't need to go to church every Sunday. Yeah. But I do pray. Yeah. I pr- every 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 night. Last night I prayed and I thank God for everything that I have. But we, we also need to understand that, you know, first look after yourself. Yeah. Because you don't need to go to church and be spending a lot of our, it's the same thing that I see our people also. Um, they rather starve. Yeah. Um, and give money to the churches. And I know that's going a little bit, you know, on the other side, but it's the same principle that applies that we need to have. You can give a lot to the church, become a good business person then because you can, Right off the tax. <laughs> <laughs> do what the white people do. Do what the white people do, mate. You know that's why they got the Lion Foundation. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> we never think of that, do we? Uh, but you know, yeah, like you know, I always say, you know, um, in my world, God and family. Yeah. But first thing I do, I give thanks to God, but I give money to my family first, yeah. and then everything else. So, eh? and then yeah, because we 
how can you help people if you're poor? Yeah, you can't. You can't have any impact. You can't have any impact, yeah. right? So, if, if, you know, if there's young ones listening in at uni, or you know, wanted to get a job at um, you know, whether it's the big firms and that, uh, find a small firm, eh? Find a multi Pacific firm who's just starting out. Grow with them. Yeah. So dealing directly with crazy people. That's the real entrepreneurs. Yeah. The crazy ones. <laughs> that's the ones you need to hang out with. Not the big ones that you're staying, you know. You get a master's degree or a bachelor's and then you're, what, you're doing paperwork. Yeah. So you spend all that money to do paperwork on yeah. the corner in the big office. Is that really what the future is for us? Let's go look for a modern specific business who's starting yet. Grow with them. Yeah. Then after that, maybe five years, then you could decide after that. Because you have experience, you're next to the crazy ones every day, day in and day out, who are struggling with the financial, of the way a business runs. You'll learn from that, eh? Yeah. So, you know, we need to, to look at that as well. It's don't just go to uni and start, you know, go look for a bigger firm. You, you, you never learn. Yeah. And, and, and I mean that. Yeah. Know? And I see it. I got so many people with degrees and they don't have common sense. Yeah, it's so true. That's very common. And then I then I t- try and teach them, and then and I mean that respectfully. Mm. That's all. That's I, I don't mean that disrespect to anybody. Um, just a couple of things to wrap up. I could sit here and chat no. all day, but I know you've got a netball game to get to. Um, just super inspiring, eh? It's awesome to hear your journey. Very real, very raw. Um, what would be your advice to someone? I mean, you just dropped a little gold there for people that were going through uni, invest into smaller firms. But for someone that was maybe wanting to start up their own business, what would be your advice to them? You know, I if money is what you're trying to achieve uh, as your goal, you'll be, be struggling. Yeah. Look for a solution, eh? That's Look for a solution, whatever it might be, because the solution will give you a passion. Yeah. Whether you're a cleaner, factory worker, picking fruits, that's a solution in that, yeah. you know? So love what you do. Find a solution and work on it. You know, even if you're working on a, a right now, you you work for a big company or, you know, you, you, you're punching cars day in and day out, yeah. you know? Great. Work on your, in your job in a day, then work on your, you know, your dreams at night. Yeah, you know, and then then you can do the transition on that. Something I heard that you know, and it runs true. You know, if if you work on you know your job, you make a living. Yeah. If you work on yourself, you make a killing. Yes, I love that. You know? So, do work on yourself. Yeah. Um, but remember, you know, have time for yourself yeah. because time. Time is, is you know, promise for anybody. You know, you, you got to remember, you got to also enjoy that and find balance because that's something that I struggle with. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm trying to find that balance. So, yeah, but entrepreneurs, um, it's not just about creating businesses. It's about finding solutions to the, some of the big problems that we have. Yeah. And that, that problem is not necessarily huge, big stuff, small stuff, stuff from there. But don't give up on your dreams. Um, you know, it's hard because family. Sometimes your biggest um, critics. <laughs> is your, critics is your family, <laughs> and uh, the harshest, and the harshest too. one. But they're good because they make you stronger. Uh, they keep you grounded. They eh? keep you grounded. Yeah. So if you want to do a presentation, what I have I've done in many years of the bank, I do it to some of my family first. They laugh at me, then I do it again. <laughs> then they laugh at me. So I keep doing it to them until they stop laughing, and they go, "Yes, 
So they're like, yes, yes. can we have a job yeah. fire? <laughs> <laughs> so, so start off with your family or your friends and, and do some, <laughs> yeah, practice on your family and your friends first eh, before you do a presentation Wait, to there's nothing like a strong Tongan woman to keep you in line. Oh, eh? <laughs> my dear. Keep you right in line. And um, look, finally, we can't let you go, Saya, without mm. you fessing up. What's your, share with us a little confession today. Um, I'm sure you've got, I did hear one before. It's, I'm yeah. sure that you said something along the lines of trail group started while you guys were drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was... It's a safe maybe space. I, I it's a safe space. You know, <laughs> I, I find that business starts well at having a beer, eh? <laughs> and I'll be honest, some of the great ideas that I have is, is, is having a beer. I'm not a drinker. Yeah, I don't drink. I, I spend a lot of my time... Fishing, believe it or not. Yes. I go fishing as much. And then that that's my my sort of my space. Yeah. I just go and just fish by myself off a jet ski. <laughs> and then I just sit there. But I get thinking. But I, yeah, you know, look, I'm not the smartest person, though, right? I got no degree. Yeah. Absolutely none of it. And sometimes when you're sitting on people on these big, you know, they're like, uh, what the, that guy get in there? <laughs> He's got no bloody degree. What the? But um, it's my confession is that I sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. I don't always know what I'm doing. Yeah, but I I have God on my side, you know. And 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 you go, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I've God on my side, and I'm gonna sit here, and then after that, I take notes, and then I go away and research. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know everything that I I do, uh, but I I take notes. Awesome. And then I go and research. I say, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no, I'll sort you out. So you don't need to know everything. Yeah. I That's important, that. eh? Yeah. You don't need to know everything. But go away and then research it. You know? Just say, yep, sure. How many houses do you want built? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want 20, 30, 1,000? Then go away and research <laughs> it. You know? You don't need to give them the answers right there, right? Yeah. You know? You know, say, hey, look, I'll come back to you. I think that's quite important, and I do that in every day. Yeah. I don't know everything, and I mean that. I've got a lot of smart people, young, and a lot of wine that's all in our business, including my wife, um, awesome. who, who's not Tongan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yeah, so I have good, I think that grounds me. The yeah. woman in, in our business tells me what to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and it's great. Uh, I think that the confession is I don't know everything. That is cool, man. I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't. Yeah. I don't. I, but I. What I do know is a. I'm a spiritualist, and I need to find the truth. Yeah. About something I research day and night until I, I know what's going on. Then then yeah. So I am actually found out that I have a spiritualist. <laughs> That's why I am the way I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because it helps you focus it helps on me solutions. Focus. Yeah. Solutions. So I need to know. Yeah. So if you ask me a question, and I say, "Yep, I go ahead and look into it." But I don't know the answer. Yeah. But I'll come back with the answer for you. That's and I'll come cool. back strong with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Look, we appreciate your time mm. so much. Really appreciate you taking I know you're a busy man, so just for you to take the time out and have a quarter at all with our um our listeners, we really appreciate it, man. And we wish you all the best moving forward. Hey, look, thank you. This is amazing. Um good luck to you and your husband and that is one of the reasons why I saw your last name. <laughs> my, my surname got me in. Got I, was me like, in. I was like, Justin, <laughs> nice, but then I saw your last name. And uh, hey, look, uh, it's amazing. I hope there's more and more of you know, Māori Pacifica. Aye. Uh, you know, and learning about what you do. 
um, how much does more of us to be doing? You know, um, yeah, this this is a, this this is not a job for me. Yeah, um, you know, I can happily retire today if I wanted to. Uh, I don't need much. Eh? Yeah, I can go back to Tonga and live off coconut. That's that's my life. Um, but to keep going forward is the only way we can make changes. So, thank you. But I did. Um, yeah, there was a Kai, but I don't honestly biscuits, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Times are tough, eh? Times are tough, eh, bro? Why oh, she. Call me out in front of the Just cameras, bro. The next, the next person <laughs> that comes is remember, have your lunch first. So. <laughs> nah, you nah. don't know what's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, thank you, and and uh, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you very much, Malopito. Kakite.